Our final question for today is 496. What is the meaning of the conjugal act? The conjugal act has a twofold meaning. Unitive, the mutual self-giving of the spouses, and procreative, an openness to the transmission of life. No one may break the inseparable connection which God has established between these two meanings of the conjugal act by excluding one or the other of them. For my personal reflection today, I'll cover questions 494 through 496. Marriage is entered into out of love and not out of lust and for other selfish reasons or to expect servitude from the other person. Rather, marriage is a sacrament, especially for two baptized Christians who enter into marriage. It is a sacramental covenant where they commit to serving each other and to share one's joys and sorrows and care for the other and as well as uh, in addition to uh, mutual self-giving, being open to life and to nurture and care for the children who are the fruits of their love. And in order to be able to live out the full and true meaning and this with sincerity of heart, the commitments of marriage, the two the spouses um, are recommended to pray together each night. By praying together each night, the couples can live out their sacrament, which does not dissolve even if they end up in a civil divorce or if one or the other spouse is not faithful. It still does not dissolve the sacrament. The sacrament of marriage lasts until one of the spouses dies. So it is a permanent and a lifelong commitment. And we know that in the Old Testament book of Tobit, we read about Tobias who prayed on the night of his marriage to his relative Sarah, who was tormented by a demon which would uh, kill all her suitors on the night of their wedding. And so she was still unmarried. And when Tobias married her, even though Sarah's father tried to dissuade him, uh, he had the wisdom and the intercession of Archangel Raphael, and he um, married Sarah, and the night of their wedding, Tobias prayed. And this Tobias prayer is in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 2361, uh, which I'd like to read. Blessed are you, O God of our fathers. You made Adam, and for him you made his wife Eve as a helper and support. From the two of them the race of mankind has sprung. You said it is not good that the man should be alone. Let us make a helper for him like himself. I now am taking this king's woman of mine, not because of lust but with sincerity. Grant that she and I may find mercy and that we may grow old together. And they both said, Amen, Amen. Then they went to sleep for the night. And Tobias was preserved from death and Sarah and Tobias lived a happy life. And prayer was what kept Tobias safe because he trusted in God to help. 
And so the sacrament of matrimony aids a couple to help them to remain faithful to each other and to resist the temptations of uh, against chastity. In order to preserve the virtue of chastity, it is not just the responsibility of the individuals or the couples or the families, but it is also the responsibility of the civil authorities to regulate and provide positive environment where families can thrive and where children can thrive and be educated and be kept from harmful influences. Especially with pornography, the civil authorities have a very serious responsibility to regulate the production and distribution of this content, uh, especially these days on social media and the internet. It is the responsibility of the civil authorities to restrict and limit access, uh, especially to children and of course also to the adults, but definitely to the children, restricting, limiting access to morally, psychologically and emotionally harmful content and keeping them out of reach uh, from free internet and social media access, which children need to uh, use for their schools and other purposes. Uh, especially free content should be regulated and it is not just the responsibility of the parents. The parental controls and the parental control software is not 100% foolproof. There should be legislations put in place to make these companies, social media companies and other websites accountable for the content that's put there, especially if they are harmful to children and, um, are, uh, and are within the access of children who have uh, access to a browser. Um, some of the social media companies and websites, they require purchasing a subscription to filter content, which makes no sense because uh, the children can access the bad content freely if they have a web browser and many of the parental controls, they don't work 100%. There's always some ways the children find to reach these bad content and so it should be the other way around. To reach those bad content, you probably have to have a user account and you know have to pay kind of like how it works with cable TV. If you have to watch some adult content, you have to pay to access those things. So it's not easy for children to uh, get um, easily exposed to this bad content. Some, like for example, with movies, because they are rated, based on content, violence, language, and other things, parents can easily decide to avoid exposing their children to adult content. Whereas with many of the internet and social media content, there is no uh, labeling and there is no restrictions and uh, the parental controls only works to some extent. So there should be consequences to companies that um, and there should be, first of all, legislation and regulation of content and labeling, proper labeling of content that would be harmful emotionally, psychologically, and morally, especially to children, but also to the general population. So that 
is a responsibility of the civil authorities. Also in terms of human trafficking and prostitution and other problems in our society, um, they should be uh, also the responsibility of the civil authorities to address those issues. And in conclusion, I'd like to read a few excerpts from the Catechism of the Catholic Church from paragraphs 2360 through 2367. Marriage bonds between baptized persons are sanctified by the sacrament. Marriage is realized in a truly human way only if it is an integral part of the love by which a man and woman commit themselves totally to one another until death. The spouse's union achieves the twofold end of marriage, the good of the spouses themselves and the transmission of life. The covenant they freely contracted imposes on the spouses the obligation to persevere, preserve it as unique and indissoluble. Fidelity expresses constancy in keeping one's given word. Just like how God is faithful, the spouses need to be faithful to one another. And here is also a quote from St. John Chrysostom who suggests that the young husband should say to their wives, I have taken you in my arms and I love you and I prefer you to my life itself. For the present life is nothing and my most ardent dream is to spend it with you in such a way that we may be assured of not being separated in the life reserved for us. I place your love above all things and nothing would be more bitter or painful to me than to be of a different mind than you. How beautiful. The role of man and wife joined together in marriage is to bring each other into eternity with them. That is what we are supposed to do for each other. And the final quote here is from 2367. Married couples should regard it as their proper mission to transmit human life and to educate their children. They should realize that they are thereby cooperating with the love of God the Creator and are in a certain sense its interpreters. They will fulfill this duty with a sense of human and Christian responsibility. That's my reflection for today. I hope you have a blessed day, everyone. And thank you for listening.